0: I don't know about you, but hasn't this been exciting this morning? And just to remember all of our missionaries and the work that they are are doing, let me just mention very quickly, you know, this thing doesn't come off really e- easily. There's a lot of hands that had to uh, work really hard to put together this mission Sunday. Uh, obviously, Art Clark did a wonderful job in kind of putting it all together and Uh, Dave Rich helping coordinate the streaming and then Zach Russell and and Eric Neville was back in the streaming room trying to put that all together and all the different pieces which was a a lot of work and so and Lance as well so anyway a lot of guys put a lot of work into making Mission Sunday exciting. Mission Sunday is you know whenever I talk to people about uh, Linda Road when I'm away from here and they ask what this congregation is like and if we get into the subject of mission work I'm so proud to be able to talk to them about our work that we do as a congregation in missions Because we spend about a third of our budget every year on the lost, on our missionaries and different evangelistic efforts. And so that's something that you're to be commended for and your willingness to give so much to make that happen. We're doing a lot of things. And so a person might ask, well, why exactly do we do missions? Why is it so important? And the answer is, is when you think about the vast number of souls that are in the world. And I don't even think the number behind me is completely uh, accurate. But nevertheless, it, it's huge when you think about seven uh, billion souls worldwide. Today, it's hard to get our minds completely around that because we hear millions. And we think now, you know, when someone talks about a million dollars, we don't think ah, it's not all that much money unless you didn't have a million dollars. You know, and, not, and, and then we talk about billions and now we're talking about trillions and we can't even get our minds completely around what four and a half trillion dollars is. But then you talk about seven billion people. How do you measure that except for the fact that there are that many people around us? And so when you look at, you know, seven billion souls, you wonder, is that mission something that is possible? And the answer to that question is, is the mission is possible if we choose to accept it, if we choose to see our part in the idea of reaching out to the lost. I remember reading a statement by Winston Churchill. It was around 1940 during the Battle of, of Britain when the RAF pilots, which were few in number, pushed back the Nazi regime and the war that was coming their way. He said these words Never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. And I think that that same statement could be made for our missionaries. And the work that they are doing because we have some incredible people that are willing to sacrifice so much. And so when I think about the missionaries there, then I'm thinking about Aaron and, and Patsy Palmer in Comer, France. I'm thinking about Jim and Linda Corner who live in Garland, Texas, but go over to Cameroon on a regular basis and all over the United States to congregations sharing K- the World Bible School uh, message. And then, of course, Brandon and Katie Price in Ukraine and Hawata, and of course, Byron and Snashana Benitez there in Guatemala. Hassan Ramos, uh, Abner Ramos, and Ingord Nikor. Uh, these people are hard working. And so when I think about missionaries, I think about what a rare uh, people they are. You know, we only have about 400,000 uh, missionaries. From the churches of Christ, there might be a few more than that. Sometimes we add, sometimes we take away, but constantly we are having to look for missionaries. The normal missionary usually spends about three and a half years of duration in a field. The normal, I mean, I mean Charles and Pemway, or the abnormal, because they were, you know, they said almost thirty years. I think you were thirty-seven years in in, in France, and that's a long time. And but these people are willing to sacrifice so much to to do what we at home do not do. You know we are content to stay at home uh, and support our missionaries. But then there are those people who go to foreign lands and really sacrifice a lot. And when I talk about sacrifice a lot, they sacrifice sometimes the comfort of home that they've been used to. They sacrifice intimacy with their uh, expanded family, with their close relationships and friends that they have. They suffer sometimes the superior leaving the superiority of our country over the country that they move to they are there are the sacrifices that are there and, and as you watch the different ones talk this morning as we interviewed and they'll talk about the highs and and the lows of what that mission work is about but they are in my estimation a, an incredible gift that God has given to to the church if you were to ask them, why do they, they do it, they would simply point to you, the Great Commission, as did uh, Byron. Why do you do that? Because of the Great Commission. And every single one of them, as we interviewed them, all talked about those who were lost and the need to reach out to the, the lost. When they look at the Great Commission, almost all of us know what the Great Commission is. We know the passages of Scripture But I believe that these missionaries, when they look at the the Great Commission, they don't just see them as words and as commands, they they internalize them. And because they internalize those words, uh, they are so compelled and so moved within their spirits that they can't help but go. And if they go, they can't help but remain because it's just within them to do so. And in other words, what I'm saying to you is that I believe for a missionary to be able to really stick with what they're doing, it has to be a calling. It can't, it can't be just something where they're saying, well, you know what? Um, you know, I just want a new life experience. You know, I want to go and do a little bit of suffering. It's got to go way beyond that to be a, a missionary. They, they look at the, the Great Commission and it means so much to them so as you think about the great commission, think about two of the passages of the that they're the really most familiar with. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey whatsoever I've commanded you and lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Or Mark 16 and verse 15, go and preach the gospel to all creation Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that disbelieved shall be con- condemned. And so we know what the Great Commission is, but, but, but why is it called the Great Commission? Well, it's great because of its giver. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When you talk about the love of God, you're talking about an extravagant love, a love that I think that is so beyond what we can imagine that he would love a world, a world that is so sinful, a world that would reject he and his son, and yet he loved us so much that he would send his son, and he demonstrates that love by allowing his son to die on the cross. It's great because of its giver. It's great because of the message. Paul said in Romans 1 and verse 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ because it is the power of salvation. For all men, for the Jew first, also for the Greek. To anyone who would believe, it's a great message that is there. It's great because of who it includes. It includes all continents. It includes every nation. It includes every person. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. And it's great because of its duration. To the end of the world. The gospel, the commission, and the mission is, well, not only exists now, but it'll go all the way to the end of the world till we take our last breath. The commission is there in terms of duration. Have you ever thought about the scope of the great commission? How huge it is when you think about just these words to every creature or to all creation. You know, if God had said, go and preach the gospel to every continent, that would have been a huge task. But he said it's far more than that. If Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to every nation, the task would even be greater. It would be larger. But he said the commission is far greater than that. If he said, go and preach the gospel to every city, then we'd say that is even more hard. That's even more challenging, even a greater, greater task to go to every city. If he had said, go and preach the gospel, the good news to every house, that would have been a challenge as well. But he said, it's far more than that. He said, go and preach the gospel to every creature to every person, he's talking about every man, every woman, every child, in every house, on every street, in every lane and road and trail, to every city, every village and district of every nation in the whole world, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. People are lost, and we are the answer to that. I loved, you know, a lot what, how, our what Byron said to us when he was talking about what was it that caused him to feel the need to be a, a missionary. And, and he said, because that's the need that all Christians should fill. All Christians are, are missionaries, so who should carry out the Great Commission? Who should carry out the mission? Well, Jesus identifies every Christian as a carrier of the mission and every local church as a center of world evangelism. There are so many churches that are not involved in evangel or in missions. There are so many churches that are involved with kind of just taking care of a hearth and home. I would call them somewhat belly button gauges they're looking at our own needs and they don't see beyond the the four walls of their building certainly not beyond the the borders of our country but the, wor- the mission is a worldwide mission and it needs all of us to play a a role in it so the church is involved in missions but it's not just involvement it's it's carrying the mission it's moving the mission for the, for, uh, farther uh, ahead i think it's a little bit like one person said you are either a missionary or you are a mission prospect. We live in a world where they, where they are in desperate need of someone to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. I know that oftentimes it's rejected. I know oftentimes people are very indifferent to it, but nevertheless, we are called to share the word of God with those who are, are lost. I'm so very thankful for, for men and women like we have just mentioned and have been talking about, who have gone into foreign fields. It's necessary that they, they do that. But it's also necessary that we do our part as well. And so as Dave, or as Art mentioned, what are the reasons for doing this? How can we help? And he said the first one is that we pray. That we pray not only for our missionaries, but we ask God to encourage them and to strengthen them. And may I just say very quickly to those of you men who come up and pray on a regular basis, uh, I know that oftentimes we pray for our government and we pray for our our military and and those are are good things. So don't misunderstand me, but we need to be praying for our missionaries. I think that they should be on our lips in our prayers, that we pray for our missionaries on a, a regular basis. You know, the military and our government, they take care of that which is physical now. Our missionaries are involved in something that is an eternal mission. And so please be praying for them on a regular basis. Two, send a note of encouragement. There's nothing like getting a note saying that we love what you're doing. We're behind you. We're praying for you. Sends notes of encouragement. Go on a mission trip. Take a trip to Guatemala. It will change your life. Ask those who have went to Guatemala. How many of you have went to Guatemala trip? Just raise your hands real fast like Ask these people just how has it affected your life? How has it changed your life? And I guarantee you, they'll tell you it has impacted them. I went on my first mission trip in 1986 to Ghana, West Africa. I was there for for six weeks, lost like 28 pounds, but it changed my life in so many incredible ways. Go on a, a mission trip, give, as was mentioned, and then finally consider yourself a missionary. Consider yourself as part of what it is about. I love what what Art wrote here. And if you can't see it, let me read it to you. Let's follow the spirit of these individuals and families in our own life and try to be a missionary, bringing the light of Christ to our own corner of the world. Every church family is a local outpost for the kingdom of God. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Uh, It's all for all of us. We're all involved in that mission works. So as I begin the lesson, is the mission possible? The answer to that question is absolutely it is. It's, it is if you should choose to accept it. And in doing so, Jesus made a promise in Matthew 28 and verse 20, and lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. And as Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The mission is possible should you accept the mission itself. So may God bless you as you think about this and as you think about your role in the mission work and find ways to do uh, the Great Commission in ways that will impact our world and change our world and change our lives. So the message is yours and your response is yours if you need to do so for any reason. While together we stand and sing and give you opportunity.